Today's episode is brought to you by Get Your Guide. Want to make your next trip unforgettable? There's an easy way to do that. Book a Get Your Guide travel experience. Whether you're into food, nature, culture, sports, immerse yourself in the things that you love on your next vacation. For example, you could check out the Sherlock Holmes tour in London. You could take a pasta making class in Rome, experience the San Diego whale and dolphin watching cruise, or go whitewater rafting in the Grand Canyon. They've got a night helicopter flight over Las Vegas, a New York City street art and graffiti tour. They've even got a Chicago river cruise and architecture tour. Uh, I have to stress that my family went on one of these uh, architecture boat tours of Chicago, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, So, I mean, this is the kind of thing that you want to turn to get your guide for. Whatever you're into, you'll find an experience you love. Discover and book your next unforgettable travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop, powered by an Intel Core i9 processor, featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, listener mail. This is Robert Lamb. And this is Joe McCormick. And it's Monday, the day of each week that we read back some messages from the mailbag. If you are a listener to the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast and you've never gotten in touch before, why not write us? Uh, You can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Anything is fair game. Uh, of course, always uh, corrections are, are welcome. We have a correction at the top of today's episode, but also just uh, feedback, thoughts, anything to add on previous episodes. If you want to suggest a topic for us to do in the future, if you just want to share something that you think we would find interesting, or if you just want to say hi, tell us your story, uh, tell us, I don't know, how, where, when you, you found out about the show or uh, what, what you listen for, uh, any of that's fair game, write in. Contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Uh, let's see. So uh, when we do get corrections, we try to put them near the top of the listener mail episode. I've got one about last week's listener mail uh, where we we made a bird error. So, uh, Rob, if you don't mind, I'm going to kick us off with the New, New Zealand bird correction here. Kick it. Okay, so we accidentally last week conflated two different bird species. We were discussing the animal conservation series called Last Chance to See, which was I think both, I believe both a book and maybe a series for the BBC or something, but it had a couple mm-hmm. of runs. Uh, and a later one of the, the runs here was hosted by Mark Carwardine, who is a British zoologist who wrote a book about uh, whales that we consulted a lot in our Gray Whale series, and also Stephen Fry. But in this series, 
there was a male specimen of an endangered species of New Zealand bird, which decided on camera to start mating furiously with Mark Carwadine's head. And uh, I mentioned that uh, I thought this was the kakapo. That was correct. But one of us incorrectly connected it to a species uh, to a species of bird that came up in another older bit of listener mail in which a bird attacked a car in New Zealand and started dismantling it. I think like removing the gasket around the window or something. I think there was also a mother-in-law in this story. Do you remember more of the details, Rob? Uh, I do not. It's kind of a vague memory of this one. Anyway, to clear up the confusion, we heard from Peggy on Facebook, uh, who said, just listen to this week's mail. I have to correct, as I hope some actual Kiwis will do. The Kakapo is a rare flightless New Zealand parrot, of which the most famous, Sirocco, has indeed humped a head or two. Uh, I guess a human head. And then the other bird is the Kia, a not-so-rare New Zealand parrot that likes to tear cars apart. And then uh, finally, Peggy says, maybe a weird extant New Zealand birds episode is in order. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the birds of, uh, of New Zealand are pretty fascinating. Uh, yeah, the, the, these are these are both interesting species. Same family, uh, different genus. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the kakapo, I believe, is critically endangered, whereas the kia is just uh, endangered. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd be up for any, any uh, sort of avian exploration in future episodes. All right, Rob, do you want to do this message from Angelo about your artifact episode on the piñata? Yeah, this was a response to an artifact episode talking about the piñata. Angelo says, hi, Rob and Joe. I was listening to the artifact episode on the piñata, possibly having its origin in China and making its way west to Spain, then Mexico. What's interesting to me is that growing up in the Philippines, we have a combination of things related to the piñata. The first is the use of a suspended clay pot filled with candy and even coins at fiestas and birthday parties. Kids are usually blindfolded and have to swing to break the pot to release the goodies within. The other is the parole, a Christmas lantern usually shaped as a star made of Japanese paper with bamboo. Uh, We don't try to break these. Instead, they're lit up originally with candles, but now with electric lights. If tradition is true that these were brought by Spanish colonizers to the Philippines and not part of indigenous Filipino traditions, it's fascinating to think that something that the Chinese could have brought on a shorter trip across the sea instead circumnavigated the globe to finally end up in the Philippine archipelago. Thanks for all the great podcasts. You guys are always so informative and fun to listen to on my commute. Angela. That is a fascinating possibility. If it is true in this case, yeah, it's it's amazing, uh, an amazing example of how how cultural memes uh, uh, really uh, make it around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So thank you for the message, Angelo. Uh, so I'm going to do a message about our series on tea. This one comes from. Uh, a listener named Joe, Joe spelled just J-O without the E. In fact, uh, they they call themselves Joe without the E, but with some T for the purpose of this oh. message. So Joe without the E, but with some T says, dear Joe and Robert. Hello once again. Uh, I binged the T episodes recently and would like to tell you about Malaysia's national drink, Taitarik. Hmm. The name Taitarik comes from Tay, the Hokkien name for tea, while Tarik means pull in Malay. Invented by the Indian Muslims on the Malay Peninsula after World War II, this drink is made with a strong black tea and condensed milk. 
It's mixed by pouring it rapidly and repeatedly between two mugs or containers, often at great heights and with some degree of showmanship. This produces a lovely froth on top and ensures the drink is very well mixed. Uh, it's a popular drink suitable for all hours of the day, and it's quite a treat to watch, I guess meaning watching the, the preparation, if you've never seen it before. And then Joe attaches a link to a video of uh, like a vendor in a marketplace doing these tea pouring stunts that are quite amazing. They seem to defy physics. Uh, so I guess this dude in the video is just so skilled at pouring between these metal pitchers that uh, the only way I could think of just to describe it is it looks more like a mass of dough being stretched between the pitchers than actually a liquid pouring freely through the air, which, though it is. It is the latter. Uh, another funny thing about this video is that uh, Leanne Rhymes is just blasting in the background. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's that how do I dream or how do I whatever. Um, and that's that's a song I associate so powerfully with getting haircuts when I was about 12 years old uh, <laughs> that it literally makes me experience phantom smells. So, like, I'm watching the video of the tea preparation and I'm smelling hairspray. And, you know, that burned smell of like a hairdryer that's been used a lot. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't get notes of that from, from this because I watched it with the sound off. But it, it is an impressive uh, feat of of uh, performance beverage preparation. Wait, I just really I don't know if this is a universal experience. I I deeply associate like radio soft rock hits with haircuts. Is that unique to me or is that a common thing? Um, I guess it depends on where you're getting your haircut, right? I mean, yeah. um, uh, different different salons are going to have a different sort of musical ambiance going on. Um, yeah. I guess it varies. I guess I went to a soft rock salon, not just soft rock. It's like, it's like Leanne rhymes that song, unbreak my heart. Say you love me again. All those mm. are, are haircut songs to me. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Let's go back to Joe's message. They write, there are Tataric competitions. While most tea lovers agree the whole leaves are better for brewing, tea dust is usually used to make Tataric because it produces a stronger flavor. Another tea-related drink you might be interested in is uh, Champagne, iced tea plus coffee. The word Cham means mix in Hokkien. This drink originates from Hong Kong, where it is called Yin Yang. This name itself is a reference to Mandarin ducks, which are called uh, Yuan Yong in Mandarin, and refers to how two dissimilar things can come together in harmony. In Malaysia, the ratio of tea to coffee is usually one to one, whereas in Hong Kong, it can be seven to three. Although Malaysians use the phrase Champing more often, its Cantonese name, Yin Yong, is also well understood at most Chinese coffee shops. Sarawak, located on the Borneo side of Malaysia, has three-layer tea. Here it's usually called Taisi Ping, uh, or Taisi Ping Special. It's made of black tea, the tay, evaporated milk, the sea, and palm sugar, the special. The word peng refers to ice. Palm sugar is carefully added to the bottom of the cup, followed by evaporated milk and then black tea. The drink is left unmixed, which produces a three-layered effect. You're supposed to mix it with a straw before you drink, but you can choose not to. Hmm, fascinating. Yeah, yeah, that, that parallels uh, some other drinks uh, 
alcoholic and non-alcoholic in other cultures where you have some sort of a, a layering situation going on. And sometimes it is frowned upon, yes, to, to stir those layers up. Joe continues, the three-layered version is most common in the state, but there's a four-layered version where pandan sugar, uh, I believe you might know it as screw pine, is poured in after the palm sugar creating a green layer. The five-layered version includes the pandan sugar and a layer of uh, herbal grass jellies called ching chow that float on top. In Malaysia, most shops will make drinks with condensed milk by default, meaning that our uh, uh, drinks here are all super sweet and super milky. To customize your drink, you'll need uh, our special code. You've got O, C, and Kosong. O means no milk. C means use evaporated milk instead of condensed. And Kosong means no sugar. Uh, It means empty in Malay. So if you ordered a Tao, that would mean tea with no milk, but yes, sugar, a Tao Kosong, you would get a tea, no milk, no sugar, whereas a Tao C Kosong, you would get tea with evaporated milk, no sugar. Hope you enjoyed reading about these tea concoctions. Do give them a try if you ever get the chance. As always, keep up the great work. Live long and prosper. Joe, without the E, but with some tea. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to try some of these out sometime. I will be on the lookout for a Malaysian tea house. All right, here's one that comes to us from Dick. Dick writes in and says, uh, This anecdote was presented to me as a koan many years ago. While I do not presume to be enlightened, it has had a long-lasting effect on my worldview. I'm posting from memory, so forgive me if I get it wrong. Quote, In the olden times, four wealthy gentlemen met regularly to drink tea and discuss lofty matters of philosophy and politics. Over the years, they each competed to provide the best tea to their guests as they visited each other's homes. As they were wealthy beyond concern, vast fortunes were spent upon quietly outdoing each other in this competition. They paid for ships to be built to carry expeditions to the furthest corners of the world to find the rarest tea. Hundreds of strong men were employed just to carry the chests of gold they spent over the decades. Finally, one day, when the host served the tea, the three guests cried out, You have won! The competition is over! The tea is beyond compare! We cannot imagine anything to equal it! Please tell us where it comes from! The host said, This is called cha. The peasants who work in my rice paddies drink it every day. Boom. (laughs) Uh, All your pretensions laid waste. Yeah. I mean, that's how the koans work, right? They're supposed to just flip the script on you. But I like, I mean, this is a, this is a good message. This is a, uh, I do like this one. I I think it's absolutely true that certainly not all, but many uh, sort of quests for nuances in minor variations of sensation and, you know, in like a, a taste to domains, whether that's food or drink or I don't know, uh, audio fidelity or something, things mm-hmm. like that are, uh, a lot of that might be uh, kind of placebo effect. And the, those differences aren't as great as the people, uh, spending vast fortunes pursuing them might think they are. Yeah. There are a number of different triggers that uh, come into play, uh, when, uh, uh when it comes to the, the value we place and, and even just a food product, you know, stuff like branding, stuff like, uh, prior knowledge of, uh, the, where, where the, the, the food or part or ingredients in the food are sourced from that sort of thing, the experience and making it or preparing it, you know, all these things come into play. And I don't think that, 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 uh, distracts from it at all. If anything, it just adds to the complexity of anything we engage in. 
But this uh, particular koan also touches on a, a, a very common trend you see throughout the world, and that is um, the upper classes discovering something that the working class does and then co-opting it for their own enjoyment. So yeah. <laughs> it works on several levels. Yes, this tea has the taste of authenticity now. Mm-hmm. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. All right, uh, let's see. This next message comes from Chuck Five. Uh, It's from the Vault episode on the three-pupiled eye. Chuck Five says, greetings, always love the show. I hope my writing in means more than flattery. Uh, Two notes on your show on multiple pupils or irises. The first is the tradition of a Japanese luck doll called the Daruma. When you buy one, only one pupil is painted. You make a wish, and when that wish comes true, you paint in the second. And the purpose of the Daruma is complete. Uh, Now, in a second note, uh, I'm not going to read directly. Chuck mentions a specific tattoo artist in Tokyo who does a lot of dragon designs. Apparently, he says that this person paints uh, or tattoos the eyes of the pupils last when making a dragon. Uh, And then finally, Chuck Five says, uh, bonus, this is just my observation, but going back to your Fear of the Void episode, I find it curious that the thing that brings these depictions to life or that gives them souls is actually the absence of something, the pupil, which is an aperture or hole. It makes me think of the saying, the eyes are the window to the soul. A window is a hole, or at least a clear barrier that lets you see into a hole. So what's inside and not seen is what is mystical or poignant. Cheers, Chuck Five. Hmm. 
Uh, I'd kind of forgotten this about uh, Daruma dolls, but yeah, they're very. Uh, these are these are very interesting uh, little artifacts, um, and also just the idea of the painting of the eye makes the thing real. Um, I can't remember if we got into this at all discussed in these episodes, but you know this this brings to mind uh, various, uh, I believe, Chinese folk tales about uh, magic paint brushes uh, or individuals with a power to bring paintings to life, and at least in some of these accounts one can prevent the painting from coming to life by not painting the eye. But mm. once the eye is painted, well, then it, it will take on life all its own. Oh, it's like the Aleph inscription that animates the golem. Oh, yeah, yeah. The finishing touches. Yeah. All right. Here's one that comes to us from Chuck. Uh, this, is, this is a different Chuck. This is not Chuck yeah. 5. This is just Chuck. No number uh, on this one. No version number. Chuck writes in and says, Dear Rob, Joe, and JJ, hello again. I hope all of you are well. Thanks once more for the informative and dryly hilarious episodes. I stand by the sentimental comments I made about Stuff to Blow Your Mind when you graciously read a previous email of mine back in early January, about which I was surprised and humbled to be included in listener mail. I'm writing this time primarily because of your watching of the Waters episodes. You had a brief aside about the custom of communal Roman public toilets. And how odd that would be to our modern sensibilities. Romans doing one's business while doing one's business was shown to humorous effect in the first season of the Spartacus TV series. However, I can share that I have unfortunately been part of having to use essentially a communal line of toilets, and it is a strange, awful experience. While it may not be done anymore, when I went to Navy boot camp in the 1990s, our 80-person training company all had to use the bathroom at the same approved time between other training exercises and orientation lessons. The line of 10 or so toilets had no doors and minimal barriers between, and a leader of the company had to stand watch while the other recruits uh, went. We found out later that this was done to break down personal barriers, remind the recruits that privacy was a luxury, and to prevent recruits from, let's say, smuggling items like drugs or food on or in their bodies. Appreciate private toilets, folks. Well, we should pause to, uh, I guess, appreciate that and let that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that sounds done. like it would break down barriers. Yeah. Done. I appreciate them. <laughs> Okay, uh, Chuck continues. Secondly, I wanted to comment that I, being a kid who loved mythology and monster movies, did see Clash of the Titans in a packed movie theater as a nine-year-old kid in 1981. I'm also pretty sure I saw the movie with my best friend, also nine, with no parents around at all. I can definitely attest that the Medusa scene was absolutely terrifying to everyone in the theater. Hundreds of people held their collective breath as the creature hunted down each hapless Greek red shirt. I had nightmares about Medusa for months. That scene followed up with the Calabas fight was a fantastic one-two punch. Absolutely agree. The Kraken fight at the end was almost anticlimactic after that. My best friend loved the movie so much he decided he wanted to be a fantasy artist after that. He's been illustrating comics and providing art for fantasy games for years now. Oh, wow. That's a cool story. Uh, I also agree about the anticlimacticness of the, the Kraken confrontation. Yeah, though at least it, it's a different sort of confrontation. Yeah. And uh, it, it's over pretty quickly. Um, but, but yeah, there's no being that Medusa fight. And then uh, Chuck says, lastly, I can't remember the exact context, but it was during an episode of Weird House Cinema regarding, I think, some insane character changing jobs. But Rob said the hilarious phrase, quote, maybe this is where I'll apply myself. This is a perfect T-shirt slogan. May I use it? And if so, may I get your T-shirt sizes so I can send you your own? Ha, keep up the great work and take care. 
Uh, it's fine with me if you use it. I don't, I don't know what your opinion is, Rob, but you will oh, never no, take my t-shirt size. <laughs> yes, feel, feel free to put this on a t-shirt. Um, sincerely, Chuck from San Diego. Uh, yeah, I was recently in San Diego. Uh, re- really loved uh, spending a week in that town. I've only been there overnight one time, but it did seem like a cool place. I'd like to spend more time there. Yeah. All right. We got one more message about Weird House Cinema. This comes from Daniel. Subject line, Child of Peach. (laughs) Hi, this is Daniel from Australia. Did you notice that the music featured in the clip you played uh, from this episode, I guess from Child of Peach, is from the 1986 album Fourth Rendezvous by Jean-Michel Jarre. Is that how you say his name? I believe it's Jar. Oh, but I had okay. definitely, I definitely had to look it up. <laughs> okay, uh, Jean-Michel Jarre. I wonder, was this used with permission? Mm, <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, I remember that the old Japanese TV show Monkey Magic in the late seventies and uh, voice dubbed in English used many samples from well-known and lesser-known movies. And I found this distracting as my mind went straight out of the story and into the movie the sound effects originally came from. Uh, cheers, Daniel. Great catch, Daniel. Um, I didn't recognize Jar's work in this film, um, but now that you've pointed out, yeah, this totally uh, matches up with some of what I've read about unlicensed use of music and other Hong Kong and Taiwanese films of this era. I know Master of the Flying Guillotine instantly comes to mind as a film that is a lot of fun, has a great soundtrack that, if memory serves, is, is probably not legit. I think there's a lot of cool kraut rock that's sampled <laughs> and used in, in that film, and I don't know that that was any kind of licensing involved in that. I was also reading at some point in the past year about a particular Taiwanese film that I think just straight up uses some Morricone carpenter tracks from the thing. Mm. Wait, didn't somebody also write in to tell us that, uh, the thrilling bloody sword was using music that's either sounded a lot like, or was directly taken from a Japanese TV show. That sounds familiar, but I don't remember it specifically. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's my understanding that this sort of thing, uh, you know, happened. Um, but uh, but yeah, I didn't catch this. Um, uh, I, I, I'm not super familiar with all of Jar's work. I've um, I've, I've definitely uh, listened to, to some of his releases, and his father uh, scored some uh, pretty big movies. I think he scored Eyes Without a Face. Oh wow! But did not write the Billy Idol song. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Um, but, uh, but, but again, I, I'm not sure of all his various uh, collaborations over the years. But I don't think Jean-Michel Jarre has actually uh, scored a film. I, I was looking this up. Like, I had this false memory in my head that he had scored something, uh, but uh, he has not, I, I, to my knowledge. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think he's, uh, he's ever really gotten into to scoring of films like his father. Mm. Anyway, I, I love it when listeners catch things like this. So, uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, great ear, Daniel. You know, we had another, I don't remember who, pointed this out this may have been on uh, on our discord but thrilling bloody sword is apparently being remastered like that one is actually going to come out in a an even better looking form at some point in the future i don't know if i would want it uh quote improved from the version i have <laughs> I, yeah i know it's that uh, you get kind of attached to the um to, to the flaws right it's yeah. kind of like do you dare restore a classic work of art and you know will the will the restored piece feel more magical or will some of the aura be degraded in this transformation i believe it's air 4444 is the company that's uh, going to put it out yeah with thrilling bloody sword it, I, the, the grime and the hard-baked subtitles are definitely part of the appeal uh but maybe that's just because that's the way i'm used to it so 
Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 excited to to check it out. Uh, and then maybe again somebody will get around to to restoring pod people. If you work in film restoration, the the one that I would love a really really great uh, crisp new take on is uh, Ship of Monster. Is it seems like the, there's mm-hmm. no really good disc out there of it, and it's it's crying out for for uh, a restoration. Yeah, I mean it's kind of the story of some of these movies is like sometimes sadly the uh, the better footage is lost and there just doesn't exist anymore. But there have been plenty of spectacular stories of of supposedly lost of uh, uh, footage uh, being found. Uh, Santo and the Treasure of Dracula being one such example where uh, they didn't think they had they had any other uh, footage to fall back on and then they found uh, found something in the vault somewhere and uh, so it saw the light of day again. All right, should we wrap it up there for today? Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, this has been Listener Mail for this week. We do these on Mondays in the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast feed. Core episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. On Wednesdays, we do a short-form artifact or monster fact. And on Fridays, we set aside most serious concerns to just talk about a weird film on Weird House Cinema. Huge thanks to our audio producer, J.J. Posway. If you would like to get in touch with us with feedback on this episode or any other, to suggest a topic for the future, or just to say hello, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.